0: NPR Music. This is Alt Latino. I am Ana Maria Sayer.
1: And I'm Félix Contreras.
0: Let the chisme begin. La Rosalía.
2: Rosa, sin tarjeta. Se la mando a tu gata. Te la tengo con roleta. No hace falta serenota. Se hago su navaracera. Me visto de cualquier manera. En Nueva York visitando mi joya.
1: That is the sound of a true motomami. The young Spanish vocalist and global music sensation Rosalia our guest this week on Alt Latino. And Ana, just what is a motomami?
0: Oh, Felix, how does one explain (laughs) such a vibe? (laughs) Honestly, I think going into my interview with Rosalia, I'm not sure I fully knew what a motomami was. But she was giving such motomami energy in this interview, I walked away feeling (laughs) motomami. Lucky for you and maybe me and all of our listeners at home, I think you can feel some of that energy in our conversation. She gave me a sense of her motomami perspective on the world, music, and life.
1: You know, Rosalía is part of a very short list of musicians from Spain who have artfully and successfully combined the richness of Spanish music of all kinds with jazz and pop music from this country, such as one of Rosalía's heroes, the vocalist Martirio, who mixed jazz in Spanish traditional canción at the start of the 2000s.
0: You know, so funny that you mentioned that, Felix, because in our conversation, she actually calls Martirio the original motomami. Imagine if Rosalia called you the original motomami, Felix.
1: (laughs) Martirio deserves it, definitely.
0: If you think about it, with Rosalia, since day one, she's been kind of working that energy, right? She's so seamlessly played with genre matching flamenco and pop and now bachata and reggaeton. And she's certainly pushing back on what people might expect.
1: You know, one of the things I enjoyed about your conversation is about how her genre busting is both casual and intentional, which happens a lot in a lot of the musicians, the younger musicians that I've spoken to over the years here on Alt Latino. You guys chatted about these and so many other subjects. I particularly enjoyed the conversation about her grandmother. Can't wait for everybody to hear it. Check it out.
0: I want to talk a little bit about this beautiful album that you put out not too long ago moto mm-hmm. Mami. i love it you mentioned that obviously like flamenco is the sound that keeps coming back in every single work that you create but now you're incorporating you know salsa bachata reggaeton everything right mm-hmm. and like
2: how do you see yourself continuing to grow i mean i feel like uh i always felt music not in a compartmented way like i don't see music in a compartmented way but then i think that that it's always been there it's just that now it's more radical because i've been traveling because of all of that and my life changed and i'm more like i have more uh, stimulus from more Mm. places and people before all my lyrics would be full Spanish. But now, because I was going to the grocery shop and then I would buy some stuff and I would talk in English and then those type of things would make me even think in English in my head. And then that would affect how I write. That makes it even more obvious to me that it's about uh, this human manifestation, this expression, which is music, and I choose these styles, as you said, the bachata, the reggaeton, all of that, because I love them and I want to mm-hmm. honor them, and I feel like those were the right styles for the what I wanted to express in this album. You know. It's so interesting that you say
0: that because I'm a big fan of I don't know if you know Martirio, but like. Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Primavera de mi
2: Come on now, she's like the the OG moto mommy, You know what I mean?
0: The OG moto mommy yeah. I love
2: How she sings, how she sings, she put the glasses, her her sunglasses on, she just would Uh think, she would be Uh like, oh, I don't know, like the energy is crazy. crazy." (laughs) Hearing sounds like hers, like there is almost this
0: precedent for Spanish artists even just experimenting and combining flamenco with other sounds. Do you feel like there's something distinctly Spanish about your openness to experimenting with all of these different sounds?
2: If you think about it, you know, guajira, rumba, colombiana, milonga, all of that is part of the corpus, of flamenco corpus, you know, mm-hmm. which it, I think it shows how flamenco, it's always naturally been like a, un hibrido, you mm-hmm. know, since, since mm-hmm. its origin. And for me, the contemporary artist, you know, of course the traveling and, and all of that affects and makes contemporary artists be like, I don't know, making music that is inspired in different places but also the digital era of course Mm -hmm. you know and I think it's always been like that like a dialogue I think between artists between places between cultures I love that cultural diversity you know that I think that even nowadays is even more radical even nowadays is even more more obvious you know this cultural Mm -hmm. diversity and I think it's something to celebrate. You've been featured on a ton of different
0: artists records but on this album, you only have two features, right? Yeah, a Dudley. Exactly. So I'm I'm curious, like, because I mm. love that you very much, like, own this album. It's your record. You own the sound. But where did that choice come from? I'm sure you weren't very intentional about who you chose to feature. It's
2: super intentional. I love that you say that because the whole album, when you hear it from the beginning to the end, I mean, you can feel it or not, you can uh, like it or not, love it or not, but Mm -hmm. like it's intentional. You're going to feel that intentional. Every detail in it is intentional from the production to the lyrics, to the references and to everything. And Mm -hmm. for the first time, that I did an album that has autobiographical stuff. So for me, it was really important that the personal tone, the confessional, the diary tone would be present from the beginning to the end. So if I would make an album with this intention, but then I would make so many collabs just because of streams and numbers, it would lose the original intention in it. Tokisha is such an amazing motomami. She's like, you know, such a beautiful creative mind and why not to to celebrate her in the album the way that same way that Abel you know he's always been an amazing musician that I I love and I wanted him to be present <laughs> you call him Abel the rest of us know him as The Weekend. but, but it made sense though I had La Farma song and then I was like okay Let me call Abel. Let me see. Ah, Like, let me see. He feels like jumping on this song and he's popping. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then
0: we all heard it. We're like. Is he
2: singing in Spanish right now, and he sounds so good? He sounds so good. I was surprised. He wanted to sing in Spanish, and I was like, wow, he really sounds that good. I think he sounds better than me, I swear. He sounds more understandable. His diction is much better than mine.
0: Did you have any idea? Like, you had no idea he was going to
2: sound like that. Like, no. he could
0: have sounded terrible.
2: I imagine, <laughs> no, I imagine it. I imagine it, actually, that his voice would fit perfectly, 100%. And <laughs> indeed, It did, but then the diction was what it really, like, it was an impacto para me. I was like, oh, wow, como que se le entiende mucho okay. Not just in his pronunciation, but in su corazon, right?
0: Like the emotion is there. Like you're like, oh, I feel it. Yeah, the feeling is one hundred percent there. It's crazy. That is 100% honestly what I love about your record is you are so present and like what you said about how you're so intentional about it you can feel that as a listener like experiencing it I'm like Rosalia is taking us on a journey and it's her journey and it's on her terms and her (laughs) rules and I love that like as a woman it makes me feel like
2: yes like own
0: own your creativity.
2: Yes you know because I felt like of course there's a lot of people that I admire, that they, they, ellos han puesto su granito de arena on the project, you know, they contribute mm-hmm. to it. But at the same time, I've been the first going to the studio and the last to leave. I've spent mm-hmm. more than yeah. 16 hours a day for months producing, writing, and that's been like a, a hard process, like fun yeah. sometimes, but very hard too, and of course, like it's an honor to work with these people that I, that I admire and, and to curate the ideas they put on the table. But at the end of the day, this project has a lot of mm-hmm. uh, personal content, as I was saying and, mm-hmm. and and a personal journey too, like as you say, and I love it that you felt it like that I'm curious too, like when you're in the recording
0: studio with big male artists, how do you assert your creative interest how do you express your femininity in a way that feels good for you I just express
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I love to to go to the studio it's something that I've always did it since I started in music when I was 16 I think it was the first time that I went to the studio I've always experiment I always work long hours and I I always go to the studio with an idea of what I want to achieve. Yeah. I usually have an idea of a song that I want to do before I do the song. Yeah. Sometimes it can be like playful, like oh okay, I play with this beat, I start this beat, and it happened that. But usually it is like oh no, I really want like Saoko, for example, the first song on the album. Saoko, papi, Saoko, Saoko, papi, Saoko, Saoko, papi, Saoko. Okay, here, there's an intention of how can I make a song work that has some OG reggaeton influence, but also some touches of jazz here and there. So uh, that's an intention. I went to the studio knowing that I wanted that, but then it took me time to, to get there. And I think that the people that I work with, there's a lot of uh, men, of course, also women, but my whole team is made of women. And mm-hmm. in the studio, a lot of times I feel like I'm surrounded by men, but at the same time, I'm always very sure about what I want to create. I love, too, like how
0: unapologetic you are about representing <laughs> all parts of yourself, truly, like in your work and and in your visuals, too, in every piece of your projects. And how do you remain empowered in expressing like your sexuality, too, in, in your work, in your music, and your visuals, when... You're working and operating in an industry that's all about marketing sex appeal in many ways. Where do you like say like,
2: this is something I'm doing because I want to do it and this is who I am? I mean, I think that people, they feel it when it's real, when it comes from, from the center of an artist. When you are in the center, you can express with more honesty and they feel it. And I really don't want to share something that is not honest. Sexuality is part of my life. So it's something to celebrate, too, and I was thinking, Motomami, how can I make an album and make a songs about stuff that it's part of life, it's part of my life, and I haven't done it yet. And, for example, I celebrate transformation. I celebrate spirituality, but the same way that I celebrate sexuality. That's why you can find a song like Gentai. Lo primero Dios So, 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 Just like that. When you first
0: started walking into the room with these huge names, these huge reggaetoneros, like young version of you who just <laughs> wants to make music, like, what was that experience like for you?
2: I've always seen myself as a musician. I grew up studying in college music, I'm a musician. I don't see myself in any other way than a musician and I put myself on service of the song that we're going to do that day. So Mm -hmm. I really don't care who is there. I'm really grateful always of the people that I can be surrounded by. For example, you know, as you say, big artists that I've been able to share with and that I've learned a lot from them. Si tu pones your intention in that probably then the song is gonna have more more emotion it's probably gonna be more focused. You can tell, you can feel it when a song is round. When you put yourself in service of something that is worth it, like for example a creative process I think that it's very powerful. so, so, so.
0: Our conversation with Rosalía will continue right after this short break. I have to bring up one of my absolute favorite moments on the album which is <laughs> No, it's really silly. It's it's the moment where you include your I think it's your abuela, probably. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I thought it was hilarious because I swear it was like listening to my abuela. The two things she's like, God and la familia. Like, that's it. That's the focus. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to read it back to you because I want to read it back for, for anyone who's listening. And also I want to make sure I, it's actually very funny. My sister is dating someone in Catalonia, in, in Mataró, yeah.
2: Mataró, that's right, beside, we're, we're al lado de mi casa.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so crazy. she literally just came I back, them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
0: I was like, hey Carlos, can you translate this, this is
2: yeah. in Catalan? <laughs> Carlos
0: knows, Carlos knows. Carlos knows, <laughs> Carlos knows. He's like,
1: you
2: have to say bon dia. Rosalia, yeah, she that. Exactly. <laughs> That's good morning, in exactly. Good morning, Catalan, exactly.
0: His translation, this is his translation from Catalan. So let me know if it's accurate. Okay. Um, she says, good morning, my love. I like yeah. that to think that in difficult moments, it's yeah. always very helpful to have a reference of God. Exactly. Family goes always in the first place and no. In the first place, I would say that God is always in the first place. And then family. Family's so important, dear. Family's always important. Mm. You bear a path that's a bit difficult. When I look at it, I think what a complicated world is the one Rosalia has gotten into. But well, if you're happy, I'm happy as
2: well. She said that in a voice note actually in Really? Guaya. Yeah, it was in the middle of the pandemic and I was in the US in Miami. And she sent me this voice note and I was in the studio and I was like, I have to use this, like this is exactly yeah. What I'm wanting to talk about and to show and to share
1: Bon dia amor meu m'agrada que
0: pensar en moments difícils sempre ajuda moltíssim tenir una referència
2: a Déu. And then I thought, what music should I put on right, right beside her voice? What should I use? And then it came to my head when I was a kid. I used to be in my grandma's house, right? And she had this clock that would sound with this melody. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you, but a... Yeah. So that melody is my grandma's clock. Wait, is that not, like, the church? Like yeah, exactly. The, yeah. So would be something. Exactly. Uh-huh. There would be a melody that would sound on the church. And right. every, every grandma's clock in Spain sounds like that. Apparently, it happens on other countries, too. And because I, uh, some friends of mine from other countries told me, oh, you know that my grandma, she has a clock at home that sounds like that? And I was like, <laughs> so it's crazy and it really 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 made sense that melody there because of that so that whole song was
0: built around her like that feeling that you had in that moment when she sent that to you
2: yeah exactly i was remembering childhood too remembering childhood yeah.
0: What does she think of your music? Like, what did she think when she first heard
2: "Monto Mami"? <laughs> I mean, she danced and uh, oh. <laughs> she danced, and she said that she really liked it. And especially, I think she liked the ballads. She likes when I when I mm-hmm. belt, when I when mm-hmm. I use my voice like super strong. And she's like, "Oh wow," you know. She mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she likes that more than when I'm rapping. When I'm rapping, she's more like what's going on? What's going What is this? I like my, 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 ¿cómo se dice my sobrina. I like my yeah. grandma's uh, singing, the singer, you know, but at the same time, I think that she was dancing, so she liked it too.
0: Did she want you to be a singer? Because I know my, like my abuela, she's from Mexico and she's always wanted me to sing like boleros. That's her thing. Wow. She's like, oh my God, if you would just sing bolero. Like if she could have you singing anything, what would it be?
2: I think that my grandma would have loved that I would sing, uh, like Maria Callas and Pavarotti vibes. Mm. Right? Like she would like me to be like a opera singer, full. She always thought that opera is much better than anything else like that, you know? <laughs> like, la creme de la creme de la creme. You know? Oh, of course. You know? And I will be like, <laughs> like, but no, yeah, yeah, like flamenco, when you sing flamenco, flamenco, it's like a uh, bel canto andalus. Mm-hmm you know what I mean? I would tell her that and she would be like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that. But (laughs) she would like me to be like, yeah, she's singing like Pavarotti.
0: Yeah. Uh Pero la cultura de opera is
2: like so grand. So impressive. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's also uh, de de otras generaciones That it's always been like, you know, that there's music, there's generations that think that some music is better than others Mm -hmm. because sometimes people would use music to distinguish socially. And that would happen, no, before. But I think that nowadays, new generation, I think that it's different, you know. Like personally, I always felt, and the people around me, we always felt like there's no music better than others, there's no styles better than others, there's no good or bad in music. That is such an interesting way to look at it
0: like our generation is now saying music as a form of whatever music. expression
2: fits you exactly because at the end of the day it's about do you feel it in your skin do you feel it like almost like the goosebumps do you feel it good do you feel the goosebumps yes or not because if you don't feel that that's fine and if you feel it that's amazing and that's it
0: do you feel like there's any one thing or sound or idea that will
2: always stay with you as an artist as you evolve I think transformation for sure change change celebrating change celebrating things changing I think the most free and free freedom I think is something very important to me that word it's always been in the back of my head since I started and I think it was very present during Motomami and how can I be more freer how can I be freer I always think that and I think that I will always try to Como perseguir esa, esa libertad ¿no? como, mm-hmm. how can I be, get closer to that freedom mm-hmm. and and the change for sure because I think my favorite music it's very human my favorite artists they they are very human they show they show como their contradiction they mm. show how they change and I love that and I feel like I am connected. Wow, I'm. I mean, I'm excited.
0: I cannot wait to see what this. Yes, is girl, like, you have to continues. come to the show. <laughs> when you're not, <laughs> out in LA, hit me up. Okay, I'll take yeah. tacos and we can go to the show. <laughs> Let's
2: go. I love that plan. Let's go.
1: Okay, tacos with Rosalia. Really? Okay, I see Felix, what you're doing. Felix,
0: I'm still waiting. She hasn't hit me up yet, but I think the invitation is coming. That would be incredible.
1: The conversation you guys had just flowed, but it was fun, but yet full of some really nice background information and perspective on who she is as an artist. And I think that that doesn't happen enough in the pop world because there's this image and there's all this stuff and everything going on. But to hear from the artists themselves in a very honest and intimate way doesn't happen enough. I think you accomplished that with this interview. It was really a lot of fun to listen to.
0: Hearing from her, I think it can feel the way that her image is crafted, that she's somehow playing into that a little bit. And hearing from her and the way that she talked about being so intentional about her features and really making this album the way she wanted to, I think you can really hear that for her, it's not about any of that stuff. It's really about being confident in her craft and really bringing something to the table that no one
1: else is. What I really appreciated about her and hearing this, especially this most recent record, is that she reminds me of artists, even going back to the great flamenco guitarist Paco de Lucia, who is probably the best, purest form of flamenco. And then he started incorporating jazz into his music and changed it again completely. So she's in a line of innovators from Spain that are taking that flamenco sound and doing other things with it. So yeah, she caught my attention right away.
0: Being a young person, I didn't realize that, like hearing her music, it it feels so fresh and like something I have never heard before. And so I think that's interesting. And it's interesting that it's a Spanish tradition, right? Because that's part of the challenge with her. And the thing that in many ways people struggle with with her is because she is a Spanish artist, right? Which is not someone from the Latin American tradition and the way that we think of it. And she's playing with sounds originally flamenco, which is also technically its a Roma tradition. It's not really from where she's from in Catalonia. And then now on this newest album, she's pulling bachata and salsa and all of these different sounds that are very solidly positioned in a Latino tradition, which she technically is not. It's an interesting tension that I think a lot of people very easily are quick to kind of look at and assume one way about it, but I feel like we've had a lot of conversations about this, Felix. I don't know. Where do you stand on it?
1: I'm taking history into account. And I, like I said, I look back on artists who have done this before, going back to Paco de Lucia in Spain, and then even before. I mean, you can go back all the way back to the jazz musicians of the 1940s that were mixing Afro-Cuban music and, and jazz and straight ahead. So there's always going to be a group of musicians who are going to mix things. They're going to cause controversy. is going to raise some eyebrows. It's going to have people question what they're doing. But in hindsight, it's where it all matters. And I think that uh, when we look back at the music that Rosalia is doing, I think that it'll stand out because of the way that she's incorporated all this other stuff and has just worked her way through the raised eyebrows about what it is that she's doing. I think that when we look back, this music will stand the test of time.
0: I do think that there is some validity to the discomfort, right? I think that you know, people feeling as though it should be someone who is from the DR who's performing this bachata and who's bringing it to a larger global audience. Like the fact that it is a Spanish artist, I understand why that's uncomfortable and maybe that's not how it should be. But at the same time, like what you're saying, that is the beauty of music and specifically Latin music, that we have this this genre that is based in a language that is shared by a variety of people, some of which are the people who are in Latin America who had this language imposed on them, and some of the people who historically come from the people who were the imposers. But at the end of the day, it's a shared history and it's a shared linguistic existence. There is going to be this exchange across the board, and in some ways that's really beautiful, that we're building a new tradition on that exchange.
1: There are always going to be questions about musicians who are bringing in from outside of their own culture. And the first one that comes to mind for me is Elvis Presley. For all the reasons of bringing in black music into his thing and making taking advantage of that, becoming a star, while well, the black musicians basically died in obscurity. That is an extreme example, but there are also many other examples of musicians who were incorporated the blues and the jazz traditions and celebrated that and did not raise any eyebrows. So there's going to be a back and forth. There's always going to be a back and forth, but that's what keeps the music vital and keeps the music so alive because it's a working, breathing thing, right? It's not set on something. And when somebody like this comes along and does something new and creative, it starts the conversation, and that's healthy. That's perfectly healthy.
0: I think that she's bringing some really, really incredible, innovative sounds to the Latin music world and I think she's doing it with confidence and and as, as an empowered woman too which was really exciting to hear and I really really enjoyed getting that from her in our conversation and I think that the conversation that we had really gave a little bit more context to who she is and why she pulls from the sounds in the way that she does. I think it comes from a place of authenticity to me.
1: And that's what we want to do on this new edition of Alt Latino. Be able to just get right to the heart of things and just talk to the artists themselves and go beyond the publicity machine of artists, big and small, and just talk about these important things that matter to us as listeners and to them as artists. That's the new Alt Latino.
0: I can really get behind that, Felix. That's a great idea. <laughs>
1: that's it for this week's edition of Alt Latino. Alt Latino is a production of NPR Music. Our editors are Hazel Sills and Jacob Gantz.
0: Our audio editor this week was Ron Scalzo.
1: And our Alt Latino intern is Vita Dadu.
0: And our main jefe is Keith Jenkins, Vice President of Music and Visual Strategy.
1: I'm Felix Contreras.
0: I'm Ana Maria Sayer.
1: Thanks for listening.